0: This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, Corey, we had a a doubleheader, if you will, of high school football yesterday on our stations, and you got to go over to V-Town yesterday.
1: I did, I did, I did. As a matter of fact, saw a really nice football game. Uh, is is V Town? What everyone calls it? Uh, I don't Have know. Have I been here for ten years and learned right now that people call it V Town? I don't know. Tried to try to spice it up a little bit here. Oh, I see what it. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, uh Really nice football game yesterday. C.J. Uh, Verndale edges Sabika twenty-six to twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I mean, it was a fast-paced football game. Uh, there were at times where it appeared as if the forward pass hadn't even been invented yet. <laughs> um, both teams uh, kept it strictly. I mean, I think I think there were four total passes thrown in the game. Three yards and a cloud of dust, I say. Pretty much is is how it went. And uh, the game was back and forth. Um, uh, Verndale led for most of it. Sabika held a lead for uh, a bit of time, but there were two key plays uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sabika was driving. They had a fourth down and three Mm -hmm. at the 35-yard line verndale came up with the stop and on the very next play 65 yards to the house that ended up being kind of the final dagger so uh, sabika was driving to take the lead back couldn't convert on the fourth down one play later it wasn't over then Sabik actually came down and scored once more, but they needed to score and recover the onside kick and score again. Yep. And they couldn't recover the onside kick. Nah. So it was really nice. I mean, it was it was um uh it it was not a like a fancy football game. It was like run right, run right, run left, run left, run up the middle, run up the middle, run left, run left. It took about five possessions of the football game, but both teams figured out the left side of their offensive line was was kicking some hind end, and they just left side, left side, left side, left side, all game long for both teams to a tune of 26-22 final scores. Really nice uh, football game, not many penalties, a few turnovers only. Um, I I would I would watch games like that all day long. Well, I mean, it's like watching the
0: Minnesota Iowa game, right? Well, maybe. no,
1: no, it wasn't like that because it was efficient and not <laughs> um uh, uh what's the word I'm looking two for? Two teams walking into walls? Yeah, those two teams kind of are inept. Yeah, the Gophers in Iowa. These two teams were you know they were they were hampered. Verndale had six starters out. Um, so, but so they kind of like both teams really, I thought executed exactly what they needed to do to give themselves a shot at winning. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds corny and oversimplified, but it's the truth. I think both teams really executed their game plans almost exactly as they would have hoped to. And it's Verndale got a, kind of a, a dagger. It was a 48 yard. Uh, On two consecutive offensive plays, they went 48 yards for a score and 65 yards for a score. Wow. Basically the difference.
0: So I had over on the Superstation last night, Managa at Wadena-Deer Creek. First round of the Section 6 AA football playoffs. The only game going on in that section yesterday. It was a 4-5 matchup. And... uh, in that, ma- in that game, uh, you talked about some big plays being the difference. Uh, there was some turnovers. There was some plays back and forth for both teams. But uh, what was the difference uh, in the second quarter for Wadena Deer Creek was Teshi Lohr getting a pass from Josiah Calving and taking it 74 yards to the house uh, down that left sideline at the WDC football field, and he ran it. Uh, all the way in, they got the point after try. They're up seven, nothing. Then in the third quarter, uh, very first, we're ready to start the second half. Managa a surprise onside kick that they recover to get the ball back, and then the Braves end up uh, having to punt. It was like a fourth and twenty. There was a holding call on the punt against Wadena Deer Creek, so they repunt it on a fourth and eleven. Except this repunt, the punt was muffed and so Minaga got the ball back at their own 15-yard line, or at the 15-yard line, excuse me, of Wadena-Deer Creek. The Wolverines uh, kind of pinned back deep in opponent territory, uh, defensively speaking. The Braves end up punching it in three plays later. Did not get a two-point conversion try, so it was still 7-6 Wadena-Deer Creek. Then midway through the fourth quarter, Simon Kreklow ends up getting into the end zone for Wadena-Deer Creek, and they lead 14-7, making that PAT. And Monaga with about a minute 40-something to go and two timeouts drives the length of the field. Burton and the quarterback leading him for Monaga on a uh, two-minute drill. They go right down the field. They march down, and he ends up getting in on a four-yard rushing touchdown. And the all-important two-point conversion, they could not get in. And so that's how our final score is, 14-12. to Wadena Deer Creek beats Managa the Wolverines will play Osakis on Saturday two o'clock kickoff and uh, uh, in that game you mentioned a clean game on your side uh, there was over uh, I, I want to say between both teams there's probably about 16 penalties throughout the game combined oh.
1: a <laughs> little less clean huh? a little a little less clean in that <laughs> respect Wow I, I mean what a what a finish though huh yeah I I was uh, I had wrapped up already in Verndale and was in the car, um, on my way back to the radio station, and listened to the listened to the end of it and actually was in the parking lot uh, here to hear that final to hear that final I heard I heard that final drive. Um, there was at one point um, really funny. Was it a one handed catch? Yeah. And uh, can I give you a uh, as close to I can a replication of the of the of the play by play call between you and Dirk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. All right, so there's a there's a ball that's thrown up, and and back to back I hear oh oh because <laughs> 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 it was such an unbelievable catch, and it was I, I'm 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 laughing at that because those were the back to back sounds, but. It it's I mean it totally caught the moment of like I can't believe he caught
0: that. Well, and that's funny because Hendrickson, the receiver for Managa, uh, he was his momentum was taken towards the middle of the field, and and his momentum was taken towards the middle of the field, and he just kind of extends his arm back towards the sideline and just kind of corrals that ball back in. Right. It was a great catch, <laughs> and it kept their drive alive. It got him a first down. the The clock stopped. They also had a nice there was a nice catch. Uh, that got him inside the five, and he caught it out of bounds. Like the name of the receiver escapes me, but he caught it just right inside the five, right on that sideline. All he needed to do was get one foot down, and he did. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a fun ending to
1: that game. Uh, that's for sure. Good, good. Good, good, good. We're back at it tonight with more playoff volleyball uh-huh. uh, on the uh, on the schedule. I guess I'll run through and preview my game first if you don't mind. I have Section 6A volleyball tonight uh, on the Superstation K106. The Henning Hornets will play host to the New York Mills Eagles. The Henning Hornets come into this 6A playoff with a 15-10 and 10 overall record. Uh, they are 5-2 uh, and two on their home court this season. If you look at the QRF, their rating is 95.2. That is a, um, a class rank of 41st in the state. And the Hornets are coming in off of one win in a row. They closed out the season back on the 17th of October mm-hmm. with a 3-0 win over New York Mills, who Ooh. is, in fact, the opponent in tonight's Opening round action of this 6A bracket. The Eagles are 14 and 13 overall, 7 and 4 away from their home court. Their QRF rating is 78.6. They're ranked 59th according to the QRF in the state. And uh, um, uh, they come in. Uh, into this uh, playoff game having gone 2 and 2 in the Underwood tournament to close out the season with victories over Rozo and KMS and losses to Underwood and Sabika uh, in that uh in that tournament. Of course, both teams uh, are out of the Park Region Conference uh, and uh, both teams finished right in the uh, in the middle of the pack. Henning finishing fourth, New York Mills fifth in the Park Region Conference standings. So this is in the uh, Section 6A tournament in the North subsection. This is a 3-6 matchup. C.J. Henning, the host team, the three-seed New York Mills, the six-seed. Last night, the seven-seed Norman County East and Hitterdahl beat Lake Park Audubon. Uh, they will be at or I shouldn't say last night, Monday night that happened. Uh, The Titans will be at Underwood this evening, the two-seed. Hillcrest Lutheran Academy is the five-seed. They're at the four-seed Park Christian. Battle Lake on Monday beat Rothsay as an eight-seed and they travel to Breckenridge, the top seed, in the north subsection. That uh, matchup tonight, Henning versus New York Mills, will have a 6.45 pregame and a 7 o'clock first serve on the Superstation K106. That's 105.5, 105.9 FM. Also on your Superstation K106 app and online at wadinaradio.com right here on KWAD
0: 101.7 and AM 920 it's Wadena Deer Creek volleyball as they host uh Crookston. and f- forgive me what is mask are they the p- is the Pirates Pirates yeah Pirates okay cool you n- you never know if it's Pirates Buccaneers if it's the Swashbucklers you know it- I don't think anybody is called the
1: Swashbucklers, and let me tell you, they should be. I was going to say, there should definitely be a team called the Swashbucklers. Uh, Let's convince two schools to consolidate Uh and become the Swashbucklers. Please. But two schools that have no right Consolidating, like there'd be, there's, it would make no logical sense for them to do it. Right, right. Let's get, let's get like a, uh, let's get a Sabika Browerville
0: merger here, and sure. let's, uh, let, and yeah. they can be the swash buckler. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. The 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 S in Sabika can be the swash, and the B for Browerville can be the buckler. Ah. Oh. I mean, it's uh, it really makes all the sense in the world. Believe it or
0: not, this was not pre-planned. This conversation just happened off the spur of imagination.
1: I would also like to throw out the quick disclaimer for uh, Sabika and and Browerville, Eagle Valley, and both of those communities that we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can keep your own school. That's fine. Cool. Yeah, Corey. Maybe we should pick like Wyndham and uh, and uh, you know Falda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> How about we get
0: Eye Falls and St. Cloud Tech? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, the Wolverines are eighteen and nine on the season, four and zero in Section Six uh, or Section Eight A play, excuse me. Seven and zero in the Park Region Conference, where they were the outright champions. Three and three or five and three, excuse me, on the road. Seven and five. On neutral site games, six and one on their home court. That only loss was to begin the season against the very good Pequot Lakes volleyball team. The Wolverines in last action went two and two in the Moorhead tournament, and right now they're ranked 23rd in class two A as they get ready for their tournament here. For crooks then they're two and twenty on the season with one of their wins coming against Monoman Wabin and another one also against Minoman Wabin. That one in a tournament play. Uh, So the Wolverines looking to try and win. Again, the Wolverines in this 8AA bracket are the 3 seed, and Crookston is the 14 seed. And of course, with only 14 teams in the section, the top two teams in Hawley and East Grand Forks got a bye. So Wadena Deer Creek playing the uh, Crookston Pirates, who are the lowest ranked team in the section, uh, heading into section play. So there you go. Any any anything you gotta add
1: tonight, Corey? Did you say your start time? Because you are uh there has been a schedule change on that one to an hour earlier. Ah, you're right. Yes. It's a five forty five pregame, six o'clock
0: first serve from the WDC Middle High School gym. You can listen right here on one oh one point seven AM nine twenty
1: K W A D. If I can very quickly Yeah, sure. Um we know what we're gonna do sort of the rest of the week. Uh huh. Tomorrow, Pillager at Staples Motley Volleyball, Section mm-hmm. 6AA Volleyball. That will be on the fan. Yep. Still working out details for Friday. Yep. Saturday, Wadena Deer Creek at Osakis Football with a 2 o'clock kickoff on KWAD. Staples Motley at Pillager Football on the fan. The fan. So the weekend the weekend is starting to work itself out. Starting to, things are starting to come together. Uh, I am going to run, but I don't want you to go anywhere quite yet. Okay. Why don't you give a little uh, preview because the Timberwolves open up the season tonight and I think this is the year of the ant.
0: Wolves back. Wolves back. We the ones, Jack, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves getting ready to begin the season opener today. They are up in Canada to take on the Toronto Raptors. That game will start at 630. Yeah, the regular season is finally here. Jaden McDaniel's contract extension happened yesterday. We talked a little bit about that. You can go back to yesterday's episode to hear me and Corey's thoughts on that. I don't know, man. I think this is the year, Ant. Uh, here's the deal with Anthony Edwards. We said last year we want him to see him take a leap, and while he didn't take a ginormous leap, he certainly did take kind of a, a step up in progression. He he went from a kid with a lot of potential to a young rising stu- uh, to a young star, a budding star, let's say, in year number two, and in year number three, he went from a budding star to a potential superstar. And, and just for reference like I think Carl Anthony Towns is in that star category I think he's a star player he's above above average he or he's above. Like, really good. You know, like there's that star player. and could transcend into superstar, like a top 10 player in this league. And while I don't think he necessarily does it right away, I think by the end of the season, just like we did the year before, I think not only are we, but I think the national media are talking about Anthony Edwards as one of the best players in the NBA, and especially at his position. I don't know, man. I just I just really like Anthony Edwards, and I only want good things to happen to him. I also think the Wolves are going to have a good season. Maybe their record might not show it at times because the Western Conference is going to be brutal. It's tough again, but... The Wolves are a good team. I think year two of Gobert in the mix. I think everybody knows how to play with Rudy. I think the coaches know how to put him in position. I think hopefully that helps out a little bit. Carl Anthony Towns playing for most of the season, hopefully. You know, remember, he missed a lot of time last year uh, with that injury, uh, with the knee injury, I believe. So if he can come back and come back healthy, And play with Gobert, and he's in the mix. And then there's Ant, and everybody's kind of taking that step up together. Of course, you have Jaden McDaniels, who's not going to play tonight, and is day to day, but should be good to go for most of the season. And then you know there there's just a lot of things that are working out well for this Minnesota Timberwolves team. I think that there's no reason that they shouldn't be a playoff team, but you know, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. And like the rule is, you never assume good things with this franchise until you actually see them. And that's not me being a doomer. Because as we talked about with the Twins and even the Vikings, like we try not to be a doomer on them. But the Timberwolves have just been so bad as a franchise that it's like, you know, I, I, I'm just trying not to set myself up to get hurt in that aspect. But, you know, as Anthony Edwards says... This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, October 25th.